What's up, fam? Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Stream of Copiness. So this conversation was super fun because it doesn't have anything to do with copy or content. It has some things to do with writing and reading, but more than anything, this conversation with Andrew, Alexandra Shelley is about mediumship and spiritual practices and honoring our own divine plan and our own divine timing. And talking with Alex was so fun because she has such good energy and the conversation was definitely a combination full of tangents about uh, like just stream of consciousness, but then also actual tangible tips about how you can strengthen your practices, whether it's your morning routine, whether it's a spiritual hygiene, whether it's actual mediumship. I always love talking to mediums because they just have such an eloquent way of explaining things that maybe the your brain doesn't know how to comprehend until it's explained out loud. And Alex does a really good job of doing that while also keeping the conversation fun. So we talk about all different things. We talk about um, spiritual hygiene. We talk about some of her mentors and some of the work that she's done with them. We also get really into talking about books and reading and writing because she is a formal, former journalist as well. So we totally geeked out on that. But anyway, this conversation is a bit on the witchy side, which I know everyone listening to this is really into. So enjoy, have fun. Remember, adopt, don't shop, and don't be a dick when it comes to your dog. Have fun, enjoy. Your story, I feel like you and I, like we quickly were like, oh my God, we have to be, we might be soulmates, but I would love for everyone to hear your story and for everyone to know a little bit about you, especially like how you stepped into your mediumship and how you came to where you are now because I know your spiritual journey has been really long like you mentioned on your website that it has kind of been like your whole life but you're you're super immersed in it right now so just give me your story I love hearing people's stories oh my gosh I was like taking a massive inhale as you were speaking and I'm trying (laughs) think I'm like okay how am I going to make this like not 20 minutes long but like (laughs) at least because it's it's definitely juicy so okay so I'm based in Southern California grew up here and I would say you know ever since I was a little girl not in a bad way which is really really amazing and I'm so so blessed I never felt like I was a black sheep, but in a negative connotation, I just was really a black sheep in terms of, I always thought differently. I just, I was just a really silly, introspective, goofy, bubbly, explorative child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I now at the age of 27, it's really crazy. I am now finally really remembering my experiences. I, actually went through a period where I felt not shame, but I was beating myself up. I was thinking, okay, why, why don't I get it? Why didn't I get it? Oh my God. Like so much could have, you know, been done or changed. But, but then at the same time, a really, really dear friend of mine, Misha, who is, I literally call her Gandalf because she's like (laughs) hundred years old and she's so wise. She was like, Alexandra, 
you were naive, so you didn't make life so complicated, so you could be a very clear channel, and you didn't have to deal with a lot of gunk. And I was like, wait, oh. So it was interesting because at four was actually when I had um, my first spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. We were in New Zealand. That's where my parents are from. And we were at our grandparents' lake house in Lake Tarawera. And that was my mom's side. And there's four of us kids. So their little house couldn't fit the whole family. So the kids stayed in a trailer in the backyard. So I remember it was like a summer day and it was you know, hot and I was exhausted. So I went to go in the trailer to like take a nap. Oh my God. Sorry. Whoa. Uh, (laughs) It is all good. Spirit is like, yes, keep telling the story. No, I'm not kidding. Like when you, so something I'm learning too is like, there's little, there's little like body signals and ticks that happen. Like when they're blending with you and I think that's like one of the things because my my medium mentor talks about it and she's like, <laughs> sorry, spirit voice. So I'm like, okay, I guess I have it too. Like, I don't know, whatever. Um, but anyways, we're going on this story. Focus. Okay, so I'm in the trailer and I want to take a nap. And then I just felt all of a sudden this intense weight all over my body. And for so many years, up until honestly this year, I described it as, you know, it felt like every piece of me, like down to my nails and my eyelashes, it just felt like 300 pounds. It just mm-hmm. so heavy, but not like a sad heavy. It was just really weighted. And it, I felt really warm and really comfortable and safe. And I just remember seeing three soft figures standing before me and I couldn't move. I was just kind of in awe. And then I remember getting up because my grandpa walked in, he was like, oh, what are you doing? And I got up and I kind of like, like vertigo moment for a bit. I was like, whoa, Uh (laughs) I'm like a little person and like this huge experience just happened to me. But then now that I have the vocabulary for it, I would say what it felt like, honestly, was it truly felt like my cells and my DNA were expanding with light. Like it really felt as if, but also not even as if, because it is for Mm -hmm. all of us, my soul was bigger than my body. And it was a physical feeling and an experience for that and telling me that I am so much more than this physical little four-year-old body. I am Mm. so full of light. So that was really, really crazy. And I guess, you know, I had all, I saw all kinds of stuff, but again, I had no idea. Like I really, I still, you know, would call myself naive because I don't know. At first, again, I was a little ashamed of it, but now I'm like, you know what? I feel with naivety, you are really open and eager to learn and understand, and you're not judgmental at things. Like you're not closed off to experiences and Mm -hmm. really accepting, which, you know, of course comes with its consequences. (laughs) But anyways, I just remember seeing like, oh my God, just 
honestly the craziest shit. I remember sleeping on in my mom's bed because you know we're all little kids and like we sleep with our parents like and it was when my parents were divorced so like we were all like in some way crawling into like my mom's bed or my mom's uh-huh. room. And I remember looking up and I swear to God I saw like neon green writing on the ceiling like it was in the process of being written and I was like what the fuck and I couldn't I couldn't make out what it said but I just remember seeing that multiple times like I saw all kinds of stuff but again no idea what's going on and I would say so in 2016 I studied abroad in Australia and Mm -hmm. made a friend in class her name is Georgia she's the sweetest And I remember we were having lunch one day and she was describing, oh yeah, I went to a crystal shop and I felt, you know, X, Y, Z. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Because I never even, I was like, what crystal shops? Like, that's a thing. I just had no idea. My parents, you know, aren't religious. Um, You know, we just, I grew up in Orange County, honestly, Uh beautiful, so blessed, but yeah, it's a bubble. Like, I just didn't know so many things. And she then was talking about her experience with spirits. And she was like, yeah, typically when you're really empathetic, you can connect with them. And I just knew immediately, I'm like, that's me. But I couldn't admit it to myself. I was like, oh my God. And so then in 2018, my maternal grandmother passed away and it was, oh, you're going to love this. So it was mid-October. So the whole week leading up to Halloween, she was visiting me. And, but again, I was really naive and I just still didn't understand. So I remember it started Monday at midnight on the dot. I was falling asleep. I was waiting for my old roommate to come home and it was midnight and I thought I heard him come home and I was like oh my gosh Levi's home great amazing I woke up he's not there and I texted him I was like Levi where are you he was like oh I was at Michael's like wait he was never here the whole time and I heard someone come home I swear I heard someone come in the door go up the stairs turn on the lights go in the bathroom like it sounded like a person was home Uh I was like immediately the first thought I had was that was my grandma yeah I was like no way no way like I still again so naive and I just you know I I feel like I didn't have enough experiences maybe to say but again it was the first thought on my mind and then all week I heard my name being called I you know felt this weight on my left side like a sandbag and I was like oh why is it extra dark on my left eye I'm just gonna go to bed like (laughs) I just honestly I feel like my me being naive too just helped me like not again overcomplicate things but also like not get scared easily I was just like totally totally (laughs) I don't know and so then anyways all these crazy experiences. And then of course on November 1st, because the veil is still thin, uh-huh. I go to the gym, I come home, I take a shower and then I get out of the shower and I see the fog on the bathroom mirror and there's writing on the mirror and it says this was with my soul and it had a heart on it. And I just immediately started crying. Yo, like, That's my grandma. And I still was in denial. I texted Levi. I was like, Levi, did you write this? And uh-huh. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, wait, okay. So I'm legit at my internship 
and I am on the computer. Oh, how to talk to a spirit? Like, what's happening? And so I figure out kind of how to talk to my grandma, let her know that I see her and love her. Mm-hmm. And I call my mom and ask her if she can come with me to read this letter out loud because, you know, it's her mom. And so I won't be alone because, again, like, what's going to happen? Right. So I read this letter out loud to my grandma and it's pretty much goes, Hey, I love you. I see you. I'm so happy that you are here, but can you visit me at a different time? Like whatever. And I'm just excited to communicate with you X, Y, Z. And I was experiencing all of these sensations. My ears were ringing. My head felt like a magnet was pulling it. It was freezing. I you know, it's like my vision saw heat waves. Like I was experiencing so much. And I looked at my mom and I asked if she experienced anything. And she mm-hmm. said, no. And then I was like, okay, what is seriously happening? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh my gosh. And then, so in December, I finally met my mentor, my medium, my goddess, Melissa Wallace, um, who so like such a random, like, chain of events but she is a medium that my old personal trainer used to see and my uh-huh. little sister was like hey Sandra sees a medium you should go see her she's based here and not really far and I was like okay and I saw Melissa and she said that um she was like I have to teach you everything starting today and I was like okay and Honestly, yeah, that that is when it all began. I just went for it. And it first was tons and tons of healing. I saw her twice a month. And usually that's not super typical for someone to see. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't see a medium that frequent, but uh-huh. I, I obviously my process is a little different because she was like developing me and training me. But right. I had to go through so much healing and um a part of that I mean that's a whole other story was a part of that too was a whole health journey with you know saying yes to spirit and eating the right foods and I just had a whole crazy kind of health disaster for two years I had eczema breakouts like all over my face and my Uh chest and it was really out of fear And, um, you know, the foods that were really inflaming me and stress and my nervous system was just so out of whack, you know, as people would call it the dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. But honestly, recently I heard um, TBM's podcast with uh, this beautiful medium and channel, Carissa Schumacher, and she mentioned like her definition on the dark night of a soul. And she was like, honestly, I wouldn't say it's a dark night. It's really just you just up leveling and shifting into the highest version of yourself again and again. Um, So anyways, that is like a whole other tangent. But anyways, it's been a whole like four years of healing and developing and training. And then about two years ago, Melissa said, okay, you need to meet with your counsel, your spiritual Mm -hmm. and ask, what am I meant to do? And, you know, as everyone, we have a soul purpose, you know, we could be a school teacher, we could be in a band, we could be a freaking mailman, we could Uh be a CEO. And I went to spirit and 
I'm supposed to be a medium. And I was like, all right, cool. Full and circle. <laughs> full circle. So she started like training me a little bit specifically. And then I started taking courses by amazing, amazing mediums. And then in uh, November, I believe the date was November 24th of this year, my master guide you know, showed me this like red sports car and he said, get in, it's time. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's time to be a medium. And I was like, oh my Lanta. Uh -huh. So yeah, at the time I got my first big girl job and, you know, I kind of just went all in and I already knew how to juggle my full-time job. And I had before my my embody your soul podcast and everything i actually it's on a pause right now because i need to put everything i have into this business but uh -huh. i have a book podcast so i was working on that and i was i was copywriting at los angeles times and it was just really really insane but i was like okay i can multitask in my sleep i got this so i was taking classes and doing work and then building my mediumship website and like yeah whatever and then I, you know, quit LA Times and then I manifested a new job that was higher pay and whatever. And I was hoping to have like a nicer boss because my boss at the time was a total ass. Uh-huh. Sounds on track. <laughs> on track, dude. And so, anyways, I three weeks in this job, I was having so I was having meltdowns every day and realizing, okay, why am I here? This sucks. This sucks ass. And, you know, just having so many pep talks with spirit, I was like, why am I here? Like I manifested this job. What's, what's the point? Uh -huh. And so then that's when they started showing me my beautiful signs, uh, which is a rainbow. And it was so timely because I was reading Laura Lynn Jackson's book signs. Oh, that's such a good book. Such oh my a good book. God, it is it that's that book is for everyone. Like no matter like what point of life you're at or what you do, it is so gorgeous and it was so timely and yeah, and pretty much spirit was showing me you need to leave and you need to start, you know, being a medium full time uh -huh. and you know, I mean, I can go on and on about this, but pretty much getting bombarded with rainbows in the most beautiful way. And then I was being chicken. I didn't want to quit until three months. Then I got fired. And honestly, since uh, mid-March, April, I've just been jamming. I've just been going on this for months. It's crazy that it's only been, what is it, like six months? And uh -huh. Yeah, I, I'm here now. It's so crazy, but I honestly couldn't imagine it any other way. And I am so unbelievably grateful. Yeah, wow. That is beautiful. I love how it seems like the whole time you had these guides. And I, I like to think of, think of them as like um, – plain clothed saints, like people who come into your life to help you move on to that next version of yourself, like, mm -hmm. or help you have this big realization from like your friend that you met in Australia to like, you know, your, your mentor, like you have these people in your life that they come in and 
I think the more intuitive you become, the more you realize as soon as you meet them, like, oh, this person's in my life for a reason. Yeah. And when you have those people and then you look back, they really help catapult you into that next version. And it's interesting how, um, you know, you kept saying like you were naive to things, but it also sounds like you always had that inner knowing, like you always had that intuition, like this is how it's going to be. I know I have these gifts. I know I'm getting this, but it's almost like, and I, I don't know if it's like a defense thing or if it's your body kind of being afraid of the unknown and what's bigger that you like, your brain talks yourself out of it. But it's Mm. like, when you have that inner knowing, it's that clear what is it clear cognizance we're like you can't really explain it you just know yeah yeah Yeah, I would say honestly it's so yeah it's so great that you bring that up because I I have always had that inner knowing and even another example of you know my experience starting out at such a young age I remember very vividly I was running on the playground like again like same age like four or five and all of a sudden I stopped and I zoom out and I'm thinking, what, what am I? Where are we? Mm-hmm. What, what is this universe? Like we are like getting so like zoomed out. I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, there is some benevolent being holding us in this universe as I'm playing and scraping my knee on wood chips. Like it yeah. was just crazy and then I was like all right like I just uh-huh. snapped back into it and started running around again and yeah it is it is really interesting because yeah I've you know so I went to Episcopalian private school so like we go to church I always I always felt connected to something again uh-huh. I just don't know what not I'm not um I'm not judging anyone but for me personally I never connected with the bible or going to church that was just me and I just I don't know but I just knew there was this beautiful reason as to why people yeah. as to why people prayed I just didn't understand it fully and again like now that I'm here I'm like this just makes so much sense that mm-hmm. I'm where I'm at and honestly about clear cognizance it is probably the easiest Claire to have the biggest imposter syndrome over because intuition, totally. doesn't, intuition doesn't make sense. You can't explain it. Like yeah. you can't explain that inner knowing. Yeah. Like there's been so many times in my life when I'm talking to someone who just doesn't have the, not they don't know about it, but they just like don't, they're not in this, this world, you know? So they, yeah. they don't speak in energetics and, trying to explain like you just know like when I say something's gonna happen and it happens and they're like how'd you know that and you're like I don't know you just have this gut feeling and you can't explain it there's nothing logical behind it there's nothing scientific Mm -hmm. behind it you just know so that totally makes sense that that's where you have the most imposter syndrome and I also think that's why there's so many and I'm interested to hear what you think about this I think there's so many people walking around that have that are mediums but they're constantly just shut off because of that like well how even if I know something like how am I supposed to explain that or like other people gaslighting them into thinking like oh you're crazy like that can't happen blah 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 so do you think that everyone has the ability to be a medium 
So this is really interesting. So everyone is psychic, but not everyone is a medium. Mm, yes. And yeah. So it's really based on, I mean, gosh, it's, it's so much it, my, at least what my medium has taught me, you know, it's really based on your chart. Uh -huh. If you want to kind of have some roadmap to understand it's based on your, you know, your makeup, it's based on your soul's contract. Honestly, I have to say it's really, really, really based on your soul's contract. And mm. at least that's what I think it goes back to because yeah, I think, you know, lineage. Yeah. Because I think at the end of the day, we're all, we are all from, you know, earth and water, fire, air, right. as you like to call it, you know, we're all from the same creator. We are all, you know, the perfect, um, hologram the perfect dna replica little pieces of i like to call god sophia christ consciousness because i just started reading sophia code and that's that resonates with me but also i've seen god. that lately yeah. i feel like i've seen that book in a lot of places lately oh, oh bro i <laughs> highly highly recommend it we'll put that on my list of all the other books that i need to continue to read and buy yeah. No, this will absolutely blow your mind. It's insane. Um, but what are we talking? Yeah, everyone is so tapped in, but that's the hard part is number one, it we don't even know it until you realize it, is it comes from generational trauma. It comes mm. from our past lives of girl being witches, being burned at the stake. Um, you know, even going back to I'm learning that my lineage comes from the Essenes, which was actually a very secret or it had to be secret um, group that Anna, who is the grandmother of Mother Mary, um, you know, all prepared for Yeshua's coming as the Messiah. Like it was a whole group there. And like, there's all these groups and, you know, also my mom's side is Ashkenazi Jew. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. I mean, we were just beaten to pieces, like ever since we've existed, it seems like. So, you know, it really, people don't even realize it comes from being sequestered and ostracized and beaten and killed for so many centuries. So that's where it comes from. I think also, oh my gosh, I can go on for days about food and um, you know, wellness, but people didn't even realize how shitty they actually feel until they actually heal themselves or on the path to healing themselves and feel so much better. And then in turn connected to their bodies, because our body is the vessel, the Absolutely. vessel, that's how we have our senses. So if you're not connected to your intuition, yeah, no shit. Cause you probably eat like shit, honestly. Yeah, you yeah dude. So I was a, I don't know if we ever got this far, but I was in the uh, personal training industry for yes. like over a decade. So mm -hmm. I ran a personal training business. I've worked with like hundreds of clients and it was so interesting to see how many of my clients, and I worked with primarily women, like as soon as they started to get in touch with their body and their mm -hmm. habits and where the way that they moved, how like number one intuitive they started to become and like tapped mm -hmm. into what they were actually feeling mm -hmm. as well as like processing trauma through movement and literally getting energy out of their body I think it's there's I feel like I've seen so many whether you want to call it a spiritual journey or 
uh, an awakening, whatever you want to call it, that has catapulted from wellness, whether it is like starting to work out, whether it's starting to pay attention to what you're putting into your mouth when it comes to eating. So many journeys are catapulted from that. And I think that goes to show how important it is. Like what we hold in our body is so much more than what we think. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just so incredible. And literally one of my best friends from childhood, she has Crohn's Uh and it's just crazy because now that I understand, you know, the energetics and moving, you know, moving literal trauma that is stored in your body Uh and, you know, healing yourself through food and just thinking about, oh my gosh, home sister, oh, the work that like, I just, uh, you know, she, she's like one of those friends that like, you can't do anything. You just got to love her. Yeah. Yeah. Just let her figure it out. But it's just, it's, it's a wild how disconnected we are. And I finally realized that until like maybe a year ago, I literally feel vibrant from the inside out. And I'm like, wait, I cannot believe I walked around feeling inflamed and bloated and tired and shitty and like puffy for so many years. And I had no idea why how did i live like this and Mm -hmm. people look at me in the way i eat or whatever and they say oh like you're so restricted or whatever honestly well one i like to say i eat very intentionally but it's just it's not worth it living any other way it's not worth it like getting out of my routine it's not worth it you know not listening to you know to like my intuition it's not worth it to not move my body when i know i need to move energy like it's just it's it's just yeah it's so important yeah and it's easy to i love how you said that you live with intention like i am a very big believer that like you can do every single thing with intention from yeah getting in your car to like sitting down to meditate to watering your plants like when you do something with intention i feel like it becomes a ritual so and that like leads into my next question with your mediumship and just for yourself or for your own spiritual hygiene what are some rituals and practices that you partake in to both like I said, take care of your own spiritual hygiene as well as connect with the divine or spirit or whatever you want to call the bigger power. Yes. Oh my gosh. So first of all, honestly, it starts with consistency, like, but in the seat, you know, like you need to sit with spirit every single day or sit with the universe, sit with Mm -hmm. Mother Gaia, whoever you pray to and connect with, you need to do it every single day. If not, keep it consistent because because honestly, consistency is key, I swear. And as I'm obviously like, you know, as a business owner, and I think every single entrepreneur, athlete and leader can speak to this. So consistency is huge. Um, Also, really how do I put this? Because my, obviously my practice has changed so much, you know, it was just in the mornings and the way my prayers went and the way my meditations went. And now they're totally different. Mm -hmm. I would say what I love to do is I will actually see, this is the thing. I'm so funny. So because (laughs) it gets darker later, 
before because you know if i wait until a certain time then my then my routine is like totally you know um you know it's pushed back and yeah. then i start my day really really late but anyways i really craft my morning routine so precisely mm -hmm. um, that it just gets me so ready for the day yeah and you know, not only even just with spirit, but something I realized is, okay, so I used to, I'm assuming you're a personal trainer with like lifting and weights and such like that. So I used to be so in on that, like 5.30 AM leg day, like, uh -huh. I, but I would just, I'm like, okay, slow down, Alexandra, you do not need to wake up and like immediately pound the pavement. Like, yeah you can actually make your mornings really romantic. So what I do is I live in a studio, so I do what I can, but I have my phone in the kitchen. So my alarm goes off and then I make my tea. And then as I wait and as I'm, you know, drinking my tea, I read my book. And then when I'm done, I go and start my morning with spirit. So this morning I actually laid out my yoga mat. I made a little mini altar and I did my thing and I channel row, had a candle, but what's also really amazing is getting outside and like actually having your feet on the ground yes. with the electricity of the earth Uh huh. that literally gets you grounded. I mean, like I'm almost positive, like it's science backed. Like, it's, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is the science backed. Yeah, <laughs> there has to, there must be. And that's why everyone's telling you to do it. So honestly, having not only doing it consistently, but having a ritual around it. And what's really interesting is a beautiful teacher I learned under, and I'll probably go to many more of her classes. Her name's Suzanne Giesman. And she said, you know, honestly, a pretty much to your point about intention. She said, you don't have to have a ritual. You don't have to do any of this, but it's really about the intention. Mm -hmm. However, when you have rituals, it builds the intention. Absolutely. It yes. Makes it fun. It makes it enjoyable. So I love drinking my tea. I love starting my morning off. Honestly, like for me, it's like making sure like the cogs are turning in my head. I'm like, yep. Hey, like I need to start my workout, but not like with the foggy brain. Like I need to like be awake and, you know, just starting the day with something that I literally look forward to, but also literally starting the day with spirit and on a really high vibe. Oh my gosh. It just makes such a difference. So definitely a long winded way of saying rituals is huge. Um, what else? And within those rituals and, you know, connecting to a higher power source spirit, you know, it's you, you need to get very specific about prioritizing uh -huh. um, specific needs. So honestly, what a lot of us forget, and this is also, you know, kind of going back to the point of everyone honestly is tapped in. Everyone's psychic. Everyone's sensitive. On mm -hmm. some level, doesn't matter if you are not a medium. Like everyone is sensitive, and we need to prioritize protecting our energy. Yes, and, that's so important, especially oh now. I feel like where there's Ooh. so many ways to get in touch with everyone, and we live on our phones, like. 
Oh my God. I remember the first time, I don't mean to cut you off, but I feel like if I don't say this thought, I'm going to lose it. The first time I realized that, uh, like what energy was, it was when I was running my personal training business and it was probably like on paper, the most successful year, but I was so burnt out because I didn't realize that having 20 clients within a week meant that my energy was going to like 20 different people. And it wasn't until I joined a mastermind Mm. um, with Nagar Fununi, who like, she was like, dude, your energy is all over the place. Like you only have so much energy to give. If you're giving it to 20 other people, you're not gonna have anything for yourself. And that was like such a light bulb moment. And from that moment on in 2018, I've just had such a consciousness of energy and how to expend it as well as like call it in it's just as important to call it in than it is to expend it yes absolutely and it's interesting because protecting your energy there are okay there are so many things that go into this number one literally just calling in archangel michael calling in Mm, yes god just being you know what i i ask for protection like Truly, it doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out prayer. It could just be, like, you asking for it, and you'll receive. Mm -hmm. Second, it's what's so interesting is the deeper I go into this practice, it really just relates to how we should already live anyways. So boundaries. Like, yes, let a shitty person get, you know, all um, intertwined in your life, you know? Uh, don't go to a bar that has shitty energy or don't like, don't hang out with a, a, don't hook up with a guy that you know is an asshole. Like it's really to that. And we just let our boundaries go because we, we, one, it goes back to the intuition and clear cognizance. We don't have like core facts or numbers or evidence to tell us otherwise it doesn't make sense in the moment but also oh like maybe it's different this time no it's not honestly like that person isn't going to change unless they want to that bar um well you know it's like alcohol and drinking and people bring all kinds of shit to like you know a bar mm-hmm. and also i mean it just goes in terms with like boundaries too like if you are you know kind of skipping your morning routine if you are eating you know out of the way you usually eat and it makes you feel like crap if you are people pleasing too much like literally it's these little things that we don't realize we're making decisions that just loosen our boundaries just ever so slightly and then we're super super burnt out and then also we're such again sensitive energetic beings that we truly do absorb energy like i'm at the point where I, I know, obviously I need to do some kind of protective energy when I go there. Uh I cannot, I cannot go into Costco. It makes me literally nauseous. I I handle it. I barf. My boyfriend's like, I love Costco. I'm like, I don't, I do not love that place. And it's also, again, just being so in tune with like your needs and who you are and like what fills up your cup. So prioritizing, protecting your energy. And that goes into boundaries and your intuition and making decisions. And then spiritual hygiene. Honestly, I cannot say this enough, like living a really beautiful, healthy lifestyle and what that looks like for you. Uh-huh. Um, eating, I, and I'm, I'm, you know, 
it's funny because again, people probably actually no, I need to get out of already saying not like saying no to myself, but this is what's sad is people like are getting out of it kind of, but still judge you if you eat really particularly. Yes, I can attest to that as oh someone gosh. who has been in the fitness industry. I know I, I sound repetitive, but like seeing the judgment from there's so much judgment if you eat unhealthy and there's yes. judgment if you eat healthy. So there's yeah. almost like, no, you're not going to satisfy anyone. So you might as well satisfy yourself. And it's yes. whatever makes you happy and feels good. Yes. Yes. And honestly, a, a term and a story I really resonate with, I love him so much, is Shervin, the founder of Symbiotica. And uh-huh. he says, I'm a qualitarian. I eat the highest quality foods I can find, farmer's market, all organic produce, uh, you know, grass fed, grass finished beef, high vibrational meat, pasture raised eggs, you know where they're coming from. You know, I will not eat non-organic food. I will not like, cause I know it, it, yeah, it's, it's a good thing that I know too much because our food system, this is a whole, like, oh my God, I could go on and on and on about this (laughs) food system is so fucked and it is so sad. And when I first realized how bad it was, of course I was angry. I was so mad, but then I'm like, okay, you know what? Now I actually have autonomy because I know how to make decisions. So Uh honestly, you guys eating organic food, and I know it's a little bit more expensive, but number one, that's what our money's for. It's for taking care of ourselves. Number two, maybe you should think about why organic and really like actually clean food is more expensive and shitty food is cheap. I just think that's a little food for thought. And like, that's where I'm okay with spending the extra dollar on organic apples and honestly drinking clean water and just, you have to be ferocious with your health. That's something that I've been telling myself and others, like you cannot let convenience run your life. Like for instance, I was dying laughing to myself. So I'm going a bachelorette party this weekend. The only person I know is the bride, Uh anyone else. And I, you know, I have these dietary, you know, needs and intentions. And I was like, look, this is what I need. And also may I request that you buy organic produce. And she's probably like, who is this girl? (laughs) But I, I swear I, because just to get lightly into it. So conventionally grown food or genetically modified food is not literally not only slowly destroys our gut microbiome and our organs, but it's, it's like foreign, it's like a foreign object in your body every single time. So your body is going to react and be inflamed and it's going to build up over time. Mm-hmm. You're wondering why you're so fluffy and you're like working out and like eating quote unquote healthy. Like you're not like your body is like getting toxic overload because it's trying to defend itself and fight off these toxins that you keep feeding it. And it's just crazy because we have no idea. Um, and the way that they hide it is so, it's so terrible. Like just down to like the codes on the sticker, you got a trick, you guys need to look for a number nine. When you look for produce, it, if it's number nine, it's organic. If it's eight, it's genetically modified. If it's four or three, it's, um, pesticides. It's, um, it's conventionally grown. So that's how tricky it is. And even, even thank God they didn't let it pass, but, um, the 
the FDA or like the food board or whatever, some shitty part of the government that, you know, tries to control our food, they almost wanted, they almost put a barcode or like not a barcode, a QR code to signify that it's GMO and not the actual GMO label. So honestly, that's why I keep saying like, you have to be so ferocious with your health and spend the extra dollar and go the extra mile, like carry the extra weight because if I like something, a long-winded way of saying what I should have said earlier, but whatever, is if I do not eat and drink and breathe and live the way I do, I can't do my job. I yeah. can't connect to spirit. I mean, I can, but it's not effective. And I want to make sure I am the cleanest, clearest, most potent vessel I can be as a medium and as a channel. Mm, yeah. And I think it's important to say too, like, Yes, eating that way is not accessible to everyone. Like, let's call it out here. It's not accessible to everyone. But there's also, like, steps to it. So if it is a situation where maybe you can't fully shop organic or you can't afford, whether it's a situation if it's, like, shopping organic or keeping your electricity on, it's, like, prioritize again. You know, it's, like, taking that, okay, so what's the most important my produce and my meats. Maybe that's what I really need to think about yes, to eat yes. the healthiest, to eat the cleanest, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know yes. what term is like supposed to be used now, but it's once again, prioritize. I remember I did a lot, a lot, a lot of work last year when it came to um, tapping into my intuition and my spirituality last year. I did a mentorship. I pretty much like immersed myself into everything that I could. Mm. And I honestly got burnt out from it, dude, because I was doing so much. Oh my God. Discovery. Yeah. That I, I keep, I say like last year I was in the dark night of the soul all last year because it was so much self-work and self-development, which I'm glad I did it because it helped me out here now. But what I'm trying to say about that is like, I've realized through that process it is okay to not like fully 110% balls deep go all in. Tiny steps are good too. Like if you think maybe you have, you want to be a medium or you want to tap into your mediumship more, like you don't have to go 150 miles an hour. You could take those tiny steps into it because there's also divine timing in everything. That is so much like my mentor last year, she was amazing. Her name was Lindsay and she was psychic medium. Like she's a trans medium. She would always say like, there's divine timing and it's so important. And I don't think you realize that divine timing until after it's happened. Of course. Every, every single time. And I love, I love that you call that out and I love that you mentioned it. And I think that is like the, also a huge part about, um, you know, spiritual hygiene is grace. You yes. Give giving yourself, yourself grace. So much grace because you're going to make mistakes. Like, of course, I'm like, oh, of course I feel shitty because I X, Y, Z. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, like, it, it could be so many factors. Like, oh God, I shouldn't have said yes to this. Or like, you know what? Like that, that had dairy in it. Damn it. Like I didn't realize it. Or, you know, I, like this person is attached to me and I kind of let them be. I like open them up when mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. have like, allowed them to, but it's giving. And then again, like with giving yourself grace with, um, you know, with these baby steps of, you know, health, like 
something that I have loved about my current workout routine is, you know, I do this, um, I go on this platform and the instructor her name is Leah Bartha. And I love it because, you know, there's 15 minute workouts, there's 20, there's 30, there's 45, there's an hour. And with that, you know, not only is the workout like enough, like I don't need to like personally, like just me and how I feel with my body. Like I don't need to work out for two hours. Mm-hmm. Also like, you know what, maybe 15 is enough for me today. And that's right. Okay. And like just starting so small with the health stuff too, like maybe that starts with like, you know what, I'm going to buy organic apples today. And then yeah. maybe next month I'm going to like expand that or I'm going to try out like where I can find, honestly, I would say what actually isn't that expensive is I, I don't anymore because I, I invested in a Berkey, which highly, highly recommend. And over time it actually is like really worth the cost, but I actually had someone deliver spring water to my place and it was really cheap. I would get three, five gallon jugs and that was like 30 bucks. I'm like, yeah. And that's like, you think water is the source of everything. It's the source of hydration, cleansing, like talk about spiritual hygiene. Like, Oh Oh my gosh, honestly. And two things with that is like, yeah, literally hydration is so huge because when you are a spiritual vessel, you are burning and using so much more water than you think you are. And I chug water like all the time. And actually something I recently started learning again from my Gandalf friend, Misha, is I never, again, never heard about this until her. There's this doctor, I forget his name, but he literally studied the molecular like makeup and uh, structure of water and the difference um, between putting like intention in your water and not. So now what I do with every meditation or before like I drop into like, you know, my time with spirit or channeling, I hover my hands over the water and I put all the intention of what I'm going to learn or what I'm, you know, just what I'm looking forward to, or just Sophia Christ consciousness in the water and something about it. Again, it like builds the intention and the, I mean, again, I don't have a freaking microscope that's uh-huh. for a water molecule, but I'm like, if there's a guy that studied the structure of it and the intention, and if I'm a spiritual lady and there's all this crazy shit in the world, I'm sure this works. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though, because that's such a example of how you can literally make anything intentional. Yes, absolutely. The, the water you put into your body. I, um, so I am working a part-time job at a hotel and I love it. I love it. But talk about like different energy coming Woo! in and out of the door all the time. Oh my God. And the first thing, like once again, talking on intention and ritual, you know, on my way, I always say the same protection prayer. It's quick. It's easy. I literally say it as I'm driving there. And the first thing I do when I walk into my house is wash my hands and not only wash my hands because of germs, but Mm -hmm. wash my hands to get all of the energy off. And as I'm washing my hands, I'm like consciously brushing away all of that gunk and all of the collected bleh that I picked up from all the people that come in. So it's like creating tiny little practices in your day, I feel like can make such an impact. 
Yes, and honestly, another because again, there's so much I could literally go on forever. But <laughs> your community, we are not superhuman. I have a therapist. I have a mentor. I have yeah. my girlfriends. I have my family. I have my boyfriend. Like we are not superhuman, and you cannot do this on your own. And that's literally the like we are leaning. I am leaning on my guides and angels and loved ones. Like I'm leaning on spirit twenty four seven. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I guess I, I guess you know I'm you know, um, technically doing this alone, like an entrepreneur, but I really am not alone. And I think not forcing yourself to just like bare knuckle down and just get through it or grind through it, like reach out and ask for help, like need help. Honestly, I, okay. Like, I guess, I don't know whoever's going to listen to this, us connected with her, but I have this, I have this former mentor and I remember she, she said something, I, I love her to pieces and I respect her, but we just are no longer connected because of the work I do. And she said something, you know, which I understand where she's coming from, but she said, you know, we, we shouldn't need from people. We should eliminate the word need because, you know, we all have our own kind of energy to deal with. We have our own X, Y, Z's. And I'm like, I totally disagree with that, to be honest. You know, mm. we need community. We need love. We need partnership. We need teamwork. We need, we need to be angry. Sometimes we need like, I don't know. I just, I just so disagree with that. And I think there is something so not okay with the whole, you know, like, like people are being labeled as needy. And I actually, God, what's his name? I think his name is Todd and he's, like a therapist, like a sex therapist. And I love him so much. And, you know, I would say a lot of the things that he does talk about are pretty outspoken, but I also do love that he just takes away the red tape um, of, you know, being a therapist and like actually being a human. And Uh there was a post where I was like, no, be needy, like be needy, get your met. Like, what are you talking about? And I just so agreed with that. So honestly, you need a community like when it comes to like building this because then you learn more practices and you learn mistakes you have people to bounce like ideas off of you have people to talk to like Mm -hmm. again i cannot do this all on my own like i talk to my friends all the time like i talk to my you know spiritual sisters all the time for questions i learn so many things from them i literally have been learning new techniques like almost every week, you know, it's just amazing. And I feel like I, even just having my family and my partner and community, I'm a better medium for it. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. Cause it comes down to connection, right? Like yes. whether you're connecting with spirit, whether you're connecting with people or whether you're connecting with spirit for someone else, it comes down to that connection. Mm-hmm. I love how you, how that came from, not a not agreeing with a mentor because I think that when it comes to creating your spiritual practice and um yeah whether it's a business or just for yourself like discernment is so important Mm -hmm. and it's okay to not agree with everything that you are taught because I've definitely felt like that too I've there's definitely been people that I have 
uh, learned from where I've been like, oh, I don't know yeah. if I align with that or agree with that. And then once again, later, as I learned more, that intuitive gut feeling was like, oh, you were right. Because maybe that's not supposed to be a part of my practice. Maybe that's not my belief. And that's okay to have a different belief about something. Like thinking about needing things from people, right? Like we're also told and conditioned, like, don't be needy. You can't be needy. You can't take things from people. So it runs, it runs deep. That shit runs deep. And being able to discern that is so helpful, I think, for your own confidence, whether it's your practice or just in yourself in general. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Amen to this. Yes. So I want to wrap up soon, but I cannot wrap up without talking about creativity and writing and books and all of the fun things. So when it comes, I'm really interested to hear your, how you channel, like as a writer, do you think you've always been channeling as a writer or can you feel a difference when you tap into that actual channeling? Oh my God, that is such a good question. And it's really interesting because I think regardless as writers, as artists, we are channeling, like we mm-hmm. are channeling something higher because, and, and I, I recognize that when I read Elizabeth Gilbert's big magic a few uh-huh. years ago and um, yeah, just something, oh God, that book is just so incredible. And I honestly recommend that for every single person who doesn't believe they are creative or who is an innate creative. It's just so stunning because the energy of creativity is, is just like how, you know, science it's, it's neither created or destroyed. Mm. It's moving. It's constantly growing and evolving. And even when I love hearing, Oh my gosh, I literally thought about that a year ago. And then now I see it in a commercial that is literally the idea of moving to another person. And I remember reading that in the book and I was like, what? That is crazy. And I just so believe it. I so understand it. And I guess now that I think about it, that was my first brush of actually, you know, of, Elizabeth not saying it and maybe her not knowing that she's saying it, but that creativity is literally channeling. Uh-huh. And so I guess now that I'm innately aware, so channeling is definitely such a beautiful form of surrender. And especially when it comes to writing, because you don't know what you're going to say. You're just writing. You're just going for it. Yeah. You just have to allow it to happen. Um, And that's what's actually really, really beautiful about it is it's just it's going from pen to paper. It's moving from like, you know, the soul to to something tangible where you can read it, you can feel it, you can feel into it. And at least like I get to get really specific. I mean, my writing changes, um, you know, I can tell different guides through my writing. I, you know, I can certainly feel it like physically too. Like there's definitely sensations I feel where I know I'm channeling, but 
I think innately when you are creating, you are channeling a higher energy. I, I couldn't imagine just coming out of nowhere. Like there is some beautiful creative force that you are channeling from, whether you're like, I'm agnostic or I'm atheist, or you are truly channeling God source energy. Hmm, I love that. I love thinking of creativity as channeling, like yes. just that's that. That yes. might drop right there. <laughs> yes, honestly. It's, yeah. it's so true. And, you know, creativity comes in all different forms in all different ways. And I think every person, like I, for a while, didn't think that every person was creative. And now mm-hmm. when I hear people say that, like, oh, I'm not creative. I'm like, oh, I, I hurt for you. Yes, you are. Yes. Like everyone's creative. Yes. And everyone just has a different channel. Yes. And maybe they know how to tap into it a different way. You know, like I think about some people are, you know, creative on in spreadsheets, in Excel spreadsheets. Like yes. that's their shit. That's their channel. Other people are creating beautiful masterpieces with um spray paint like it's there's just so many ways to be creative and how do you identify with being a creative oh my gosh well first of all bread and butter I mean I am a writer and I've been I know I've, I've been a writer for many lives and I I also that was like a huge part of my childhood is I had a million diaries I was always writing and I remember writing short stories and mm-hmm. I, I literally studied creative writing in college like I loved writing um it's interesting because I am writing a ton like pen to paper yeah I'm writing stories at the moment but I know it will be coming soon where I will be writing books I know that will happen I'm calling it in and um, I'm really excited for it, but I know now, like, I, again, also, like, I I can say one thing, and spirit, I, like, life is just so beautiful and such a big mystery, so I could be like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to write a book. I could be start, I could start writing it at 3 a.m. I have no idea. Yeah, like, it could happen right after we sign off. Yeah, exactly. And By the time this episode comes out, you might be writing a book. That's what I... I swear it is just like that. That's a beautiful thing of life. And so yeah, definitely a writer. Um, you know, now it's cool to say, I guess as a podcaster too, I didn't realize how much I would love it. So, so, so much. I mm-hmm. did it because when I built my book club, dog book club, I was like, well, I want to, you know, interview thought leaders and ask them how books impact their lives. I'm like, well, I think that would only work on a podcast format. And I just started doing it. And I didn't realize how much I loved really tapping into my voice, but also it is my, I love networking. I, it's honestly such a secret sauce to success. Yeah. And that is how I got my amazing internships. And that's how I got to meet really incredible people. And that's how I knew, like, like I was walking the walk and talking the talk, like, and also that's, you know, me and mediumship. Like you gotta know, like, if you're in it, like you should know, you should know the big guns. You should know the terms. Like that is, you know, it's a small world. And uh-huh. it's not because I'm like, Oh, like dog eat dog world. It's like, no networking is such like, like, honestly, like classic, like, you know, a menu of success. Like if you are building a roadmap or strategies to success, it's not, it's not woo woo. It's not like uh, political. It is literally like 
a fact like networking is so successful so maybe honestly in that way i also love bringing people together oh yeah that hits my soul i think we actually either are have been connected or are connected in this lifetime because everything you're saying is the same from like keeping diaries when you were younger to like I've always said that I'm a connector of people and I don't even know how it happens. It just happens. Yes. Yes. Like I literally, like I, I'm so annoying. I (laughs) built or I built, I, you know, put together this group of girls like I, uh, that we meet every Sunday and, you know, we talk, we talk shop and we sit with spirit and I'm like, now they're all becoming friends and I'm becoming like friends with their friends. And like, I initiated that group because I love it. And then one of my best friends married a guy that I introduced her to. I'm like, what, what? And oh, that's awesome. I love, I love making my friends like become best friends with each other. Like I, it is my favorite thing in the whole entire world. I love hosting. I love birthdays because I get to meet friends. I get to make friends. I also get to invite all of my besties, you know, uh-huh. it's just, something about being around people and connecting to really amazing people and then connecting amazing people to amazing people just makes me so, so happy. Um, I guess also I'm creative in the sense of, oh my goodness, I I feel like so many things. Um, I think with spirit too, like I think just with my personality, I'm really bubbly and silly and you know, expressive. And that's how I communicate to them. And that's how I communicate spirit to others. And I think that's what I'm also trying to do. And it's very intentional with my name. Like That name was like channeled like in June. And I was like, all right, guys, I'm doing it. And, you know, I am hoping, no, I'm not even hoping, I will be one of the many beautiful mediums and light workers out there that are helping mediumship not be put in a box anymore because Mm. what was you know there's a very traditional beautiful school in the uk called arthur finley college it was yes yeah my mentor studied there dude my mentor studying there yeah she i don't know how long she studied there but she definitely um i'm gonna find your uh mentor on instagram yeah she's awesome i'll uh I'll mention her in the show notes and I will send her to you on Instagram. Oh my God. Yeah. Arthur Finley. Isn't that like the school of all schools when it comes to mediumship? Yes. And so what, what's happened is, you know, it's become very scholastic and kind of stiff and um, you know, something that my medium is telling me is, you know, mediumship is changing as we speak and One of the teachers, I'm honest, I'm, I have reached out to him and I'm hoping to have him on my podcast. His name is Tony Stockwell. He is absolutely incredible. He is one of the most beautiful renowned mediums out there. And he, which I love, is also spearheading to make mediumship not put in a box. And mm, I love that. I always hope to do with my, you know, with my clients and like how to make people feel is this is a beautiful experience. Like mm-hmm. you are meant to feel uplifted and joyous and like what a magical moment and gift this is, you know, like we, and I want to bring them into it too. So I always try to find ways where I can, you know, make mediumship fun. It is fun. Like it's, yeah. it's play every single day. 
I love that. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, I feel like for such a long time, it's had this like dark, scary, on- ominous tone to it. Yeah. And there's so much healing that can be done. Oh my gosh. Through mediumship. And whether you're giving a reading or receiving a reading, there's just so much more to it. So, yes. um, okay. So I want to, we're going to wrap up, but I have kind of like a hot seat question for you. Yes. I can't wait to hear what the answer is. If you, as a self, um, self-titled self book hoarder, as I am myself as well, oh my God. if you could only have three books on your bookshelf for the rest of your life, wow. what would they be? Okay. Well, I already have two, and I'm trying to think of the others. So Wild by Jay Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Um, this book is about a woman. It's, it's a, her autobiography, not like autobiography, but it's, it's nonfiction. And it's about her seven year journey to the various elements of the earth as she categorized as fire, earth, water, ice, and air. So she, so for instance, she traveled to the Amazon to understand earth. She traveled to Antarctica to understand ice and so on and so forth. And how, and how the elements of the earth connect to the elements of the human mind. And I'm telling you, like, this woman is not from this planet. She is, it, it gives me chills. And this book makes me emotional. It It is the most expansive soul, like, book I've ever read in my life. And I've read so many books. I, yeah. I have 50 million books around me right now. And I'm just like, that book just it's different. It is destroyed. Like the underlines, the dog ears, the bent pages, like it is just, I'll send you, I'll honestly send you a page from it. Like it's just amazing. Um, and then another book is I actually just finished rereading it because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, is one Q84 by Haruki Murakami. It is a very large book. It is Uh pretty much a three part book and it is, two converging stories and oh my gosh it involves an alternate universe it involves a cult it involves you know loves long lost loves it oh my inv- god this sounds amazing is it, it fiction is, or non-fiction it's fiction and his writing even just from a really technical level i was never confused ever and the clarity that he gave you with every single little thing i never felt lost even though there are so many elements in this book i the character development is gorgeous and amazing the writing is challenging but in a way where it's expansive and it's not like it doesn't like stop you in your tracks kind of challenge or uh-huh. take you out of it. It's just like you were really, really immersed in it. So I love that book, not only because the story, but just as a nerdy writer, just the technique of it is just so masterful. And then, oh my gosh, honestly, God of Small Things by Arunahandi Joy, uh, Roy. I, I didn't say her name right, but that book is unbelievable and I didn't know I would love it so much. And it's pretty much about, again, like it's funny. It's actually honestly about forbidden love and Mm. the timeline is kind of like backward to forward or jumping a little bit, but it's based in India and, you know, it's about caste systems and racism and it's the middle of a, you know, of an uprising and, oh my gosh, it is just an absolutely stunning book. So yeah, I would say those three. Wow. Those all sound 
amazing. Uh, I got to get like the names so I could put them in the notes. And also, so, oh, yes, obviously I could order them for my bookshelf. (laughs) The one one about the elements. It's so interesting. You say that because since I uh, recently moved to Texas from New Jersey to Texas and it's a different world down here, but I've become so much more aware of the different elements and how yes. they make me feel, yes. like how being immersed in them makes me feel. Um, and I've been searching for a book that like talks about that and describes that. So thank you for putting yeah, you found it <laughs> in my realm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. That's such a great answer. And I don't even know how I would answer that question. So ah! Thanks for doing that for me. Um, So where can we find you? Do you have any offerings coming up? What is your deal for the fall season? Yes. So everyone can find me on Instagram and TikTok, both the same handle at the modern medium underscore. And of course I have my podcast embody your soul, wherever you love to listen. And the current offerings I have is I actually do readings a little bit differently. And that's another thing I kind of seek to do in the mediumship realm is I actually have they're more so packages where you book a private reading with me and then you receive extended support afterwards. And this supports integration. And also, again, I feel that a lot of us get a reading. Not only is it, you know, maybe also just it wasn't a memorable reading, but also we are in this void because we're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. And so then I make sure to give you the materials and the support and the guidance so I can help you integrate the messages and the lessons that come up because this is life-changing stuff. This isn't something that you go to the dime store and see a medium. And I am not a dime store medium. Like I'm here, honestly, like I am here to be your spiritual guide, BFF, cheerleader, mentor, healer. I am so excited. So I have packages like that. Um, They're, you know, it's like private reading, spiritual guidance, but I also have, you know, meet your spirit guides, which is really, of course, a little bit more specific where I help you build a relationship with your guides. And, um, Again, this is with like that package. I want to build out. I'm, I am coming out with a more built out like mentorship program that are based off of that. So really helping you build a relationship with your guides and how to build rituals with them, how to communicate with them, how to tap into them and how to just even listen to your intuition. Um, I also have past life readings because those are gorgeous and amazing, not only for just understanding you and your nuances. For instance, like we are writers, we're obsessed with books. So clearly we've always been writers. We've been bookkeepers or like, you know, in a library or we uh-huh. been something of that matter. So even just a deeper understanding of who you of who you are in reverence, but also it brings so much healing and it could really close the loop and it could also really cat, um, be a catalyst for something really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's honestly how you guys can work with me. And I am building out like new services and mentorships. And I am just, again, so excited to like serve you and be there for you all. So Yay. Thank you. And we can always listen to your podcast, Embody Your Soul, too. Yeah. Yep. And you could find that anywhere where podcasts are, right? Yes. 
beautiful. Beautiful as usual. Those will all be in the show notes. So Alex, thank you so much. I feel like we could have talked for a lot longer. Maybe we'll do a continuation episode from this one. I know. Um, <laughs> yes. But thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy. And more than anything, I appreciate your creativity. Oh, thank you so much. All right, y'all. We'll see you. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Yeah. Hey fam, thanks for listening to the Stream of Copiness. You can find resources and links from this episode in the show notes at the Stream of Copiness About Me page. If you felt like this episode hit you on a soul level, you can give the podcast a follow or leave a little love by writing a review. And make sure to hop into the Conscious Creators Collective, the digital inbox community for your weekly dose of sarcasm, elder millennial musings, and of course, copy tips. See you out there, boo. Blessings. <laughs>